This week in the Digital Marketing Scoop, we talk with Jennifer Lyons, Marketing Manager for Easy Living Interiors, all about influencer marketing. So Jennifer, thanks, thanks very much for joining us today. No problem at all. Thanks so much for having me. So you're the, the Marketing Manager with Easy Living. Do you want to tell us a bit about that role? Yes. Um, so I'm with Easy Living Interiors about three years now. Um, I actually moved from Melbourne. So I've always been surrounded by interiors. I've kind of stayed within the interiors world, um, which I love. But... Yeah, uh, you know, we have a small team, like we have an amazing creative team um, in Easy Living. It's small, but it means like your hands are pretty much in every jar, which is great. It's like such a good experience. Um, I love being able to like go up to the studio and help out with the shoots or like just get to do like so much things. So it's great. Yeah. Brilliant. And how from obviously all businesses have changed an awful lot in the past year. Um, has there been big changes at, at, at Easy Living? How have they fa- found the, the last year? Yeah, so you can take it that we're technically working as purely e-commerce store at the moment because all our shops are closed and everything like that. And we do have a skeleton staff working behind closed doors to take phone calls and orders of the phone and stuff like that. But right now we are um, just purely online, which to be honest is great because we can now like fully track everything. You know, with it all being online, you can track everything. Whereas, you know, with brick and mortar stores, it's very wishy washy. You can say that, oh, yeah, that campaign worked, but you can really only fully track it online. Which yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. Oh, everyone loves that about marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, absolutely. It's our biggest selling point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go fully digital, absolutely. Um, so, oh, with sorry, easy living. My speakers died on either. <laughs> Oh no, you're grand. Um, so with Easy Living, you you do a lot of work with influencers. Um, I've seen recently. Mm-hmm. So, what would be your strategy um, when approaching influencers to work with you? So we're in. Before I go into the strategy, we're in a pretty unique position. Um, so basically, we have a direct competitor with a very similar name, um, but we are completely separate companies. So. I can't really delve too much into our strategy um, as I'm very aware that kind of like anything that we put out, there are eyes on us. But like, look, I have to take it as a compliment because when you're the best at what you do, I'm sure everyone wants to be like <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, influencers, like they're hugely important. Um, we've really been trying to... Um, work with them a lot more especially over the past year and um, yeah their brandy business is definitely such a great way to market in terms of working with influencers then do you have specific tools or that you're using to, to track the results of the campaign or specific metrics you're looking for because i suppose the great thing we'd say with with the ad platform say for example you know facebook ads mm-hmm. google ads all that it is extraordinarily trackable and measurable Whereas yeah. with an influencer campaign, even with e-commerce, it can, it can be less less measurable because you may not expect as much in terms of direct sales. You're just more, you're building your audience, you're building mm-hmm. your brand with their, their audience. So what kind of metrics and what kind of tracking um, tools do you use to kind of measure the, the results of your campaigns? Um, our main ones that we stick with, now this is not an order, but it would be followers, site visits, conversions, engagements. Now this the importance depends completely on what campaign you're running. So say, for example, 
if it's a product collaboration, then conversions and site visits are going to be your number one. Um, so yeah, it just kind of depends then. But they're the four main ones that we would look at. Yeah. And do you um, find it's important to have a big following as a big brand in Ireland? Yes, hugely. It's yeah. so important to have um, a big following. Like for generating leads, increasing site traffic, or even just to understand your customer base more. Um, you get to see what they engage with, what they like to see. Um, so yeah, it's definitely very important. And you also want to be the market leader in your industry. So having the biggest following within your market is hugely important because everyone's going to find you first and trust you more, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think um, will be, like, what do they engage with most? Do you think it's lives, IGTVs, reels, photographs, photo shoots? Yeah, lifestyle images um, are just a big one. Yeah. Before, so before I actually started, this is how I can kind of see, like, the change um, mm-hmm. and how it's improved. But before I started with Easy Living, so they were just working with supplier images. So we didn't have, like, a, our own photo studio or anything like that. So we now have built like an amazing photo studio and we now mm. take amazing lifestyle images like credit to the creative team it's amazing Brilliant. um but like seeing how much that has improved and like the growth from just having our own images is like amazing so lifestyle yeah. images are huge so like that's now that's like a small thing that we've changed like in the last few years but it has like hugely improved one thing actually this or that people love that game on Instagram. oh yeah yeah <laughs> i love it things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i find like kind of gamification type of um content like mm. people love to engage with that you know absolutely very, yeah very good and in terms of the influences you work with then are you in terms of when you go looking for them I do you have are you happy to work with kind of micro-influencers? Are you, are you working with a lot of micro-influencers or is it really focusing on more some of the bigger ones? Um, no, we don't put all our focus into big ones. Like, for me, I think this year is going to be huge for nano-influencers. So you're talking anyone between 1,000 to 10,000 followers. Like, yeah. they're small, but they're incredibly mighty. Like, they're perfect businesses with the smaller marketing budget as well. Um, but their audience trusts them a lot more. Like they're able to reply to DMs, questions a lot quicker than someone with a larger influence. So they are, they can be very like ben- beneficial to like um, a business, but they also have a way higher engagement rate mm. than someone with say 100, 200,000 plus followers. So it could mean the difference of say someone with 3,000 followers having a 10% engagement rate versus someone with 100, 200,000 with only like 1.2% or something like that. So, yeah, you know, you got to, they're very relevant and valuable to your brand because people just, it's such a shift at the moment to people with a smaller following. And yeah. people just, I think the audience, their audience just trust them a lot more. Definitely. Definitely. And as you say, there is, I think there is a, a big shift towards that. Um, mm. And it's, it's interesting to see. Um, and I think the, the smaller influences as well, they will often, not, not to be painting a brochure or whatever, but they'll put a lot more <laughs> work into things sometimes as well. Yeah, um, they do. And, they give yeah. it eff- extra effort, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, just it, because they're like trying to swim in a very large pool. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, so what is it? I think there's just over half a million influencers on Instagram, like varying amounts of following. So, oh, wow. 
you know, you're competing against a huge pool. But I can definitely see the trend shifting more towards the smaller following. And yeah, yeah. you know, because people within Ireland with the 200,000 plus, like they are like an ads machine, you know, they're like, (laughs) yeah. Or like watching the ads on telly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so... at times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you're collaborating with influencers, do you think it's best to do, say, a competition or like a giveaway? Or do you just give the influencers a product or two to place in their home? Um, what would you feel kind of works best? Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of switch it up. To be honest, it depends on what our main goal is. Like if... If you're looking for followers, competition 100%. That's the way to go. But there are pros and cons to that because, like, everyone's aware there are serial competition entrants. <laughs> so yeah. you're yeah. going to get, yeah, you're going to get like an influx, a couple of hundred, couple of thousand, whatever, depending on how big you are at the moment, um, followers. But once you announce the winner, you can always see like a drop off of those Absolutely. people. So, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're getting the following, but are they valuable to your business? Do you know, are okay. they going to purchase? They're literally just following for the competition. So it, you know what? It depends on what your main goal is, really. I always yeah. think in terms of a launch strategy, it's not the worst way to look because you're just, if it's something new, you're trying to build a lot of buzz. You're just trying to get eyes on it. Yeah. But you, yeah. know, if you actually want to build a relationship then and build a, a core following who are going to engage with the content. I think mm. your engagement rates and those type of people generally in the long term is probably not going to be as strong yeah but the, the goal is just okay we need we need eyes in the brand we need eyes in yeah. the product then that that can certainly be a, a strategy that you could use all right exactly i will give you like quite a big boost um which is which is great um but at the same time i know they say like all pr is good pr um <laughs> where are we about to go with this point (laughs) you know because like I like I would enter competitions and stuff like that but then like when you're seeing like so many like there's like I'm not going to name names but there's certain companies and they would like put out obviously a campaign of competitions with a certain number of influencers and they're all launched on the same week or something like that and I'm like you'd be sick to death of seeing that competition but (laughs) This is where I'm going with all PRs, like good PR, um, because it's brand awareness. So like I know that company, but like yeah. I'd be given out about it. But yes, I'm after going on their website to check them out. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's all <laughs> there's pros and pros. That's what I'm after. <laughs> Absolutely. <yeah. laughs> I like it. There's pros and pros. Yeah. <laughs> And when you're looking, when you're looking at influencers, like, do you kind of, do you want people who have a nice house? Like, does that matter to you? Or is that, you know, because some people wouldn't show off their house too much. Um, so especially with the nano influencers, they might not have yeah. their own house yet. They might still be at home depending on their age. So what's yeah. your kind of take on that? Um, well, like, to be honest, one of the biggest mistakes that I see um, with brands working with influencers is that they work with them purely based on their following. They see a big figure or a big following and then they want to work with them. But like their audience is not interested in that brand or product because that influencer has never talked about it or shared about that certain product or service or whatever. And so you just have to be careful that you're working with an influencer who has an interest in your business or already posted talks about that. Say, for example, makeup brand. 
or say for example talk about makeup then you want to be a beauty brand do you know what I mean yeah and do you find, um, like, how much of your website traffic would then come from social media, do you think? Um, at the moment, it is quite high. So I would say at least around 30%, if not a little bit more at the moment, which is, it just, it's pretty good. That's um, fantastic. That's very good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're putting a lot of effort into social stuff at the moment um, because, like I said, um, everything's online. So, yeah. yeah kind of print media and stuff is unfortunately pretty much dead so yeah everything is going online and how as a, as um was there a big shift within the market as a marketing manager was there a massive shift in your year end like april may last year did things just change rap- fairly rapidly for you uh, so i don't even want that, to remember yes. that time <laughs> that was, touchy uh, subject it's, yeah it's very touchy like I'm sure like like everyone, even like customers, sure no one had a clue what was happening last year. Yeah. Um like even the government didn't know. So like we weren't getting any information from anyone and same with customers. So yeah, it was yeah, that was actually like a crazy time. But yeah. like come third lockdown now, customers know what's happening, we know what's happening, so it's fine, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not too bad. But yeah, March. All last year for at least until September was insane. insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jennifer, if, if there's uh, some marketing managers out there or some people managing, you know, Instagram, Facebook for for maybe small, medium-sized businesses, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily in your industry, but any kind of advice for them in general, a few tips that you think would really, really help them on, on the, in their work. Mm. Okay. Not putting you on the spot oh, now. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> I told you, Mark goes off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what advice are you? <laughs> um, it's all going to be fine. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Yeah, I suppose. That's you know, make mistakes. That happens. Yeah, that's yeah. That's just it. I think the one thing for 2021 is humanize your brand and your business and yes, yeah. people want to be able to relate to you so put a face to the brand the business and get your social exec come on speaking like front camera and um, yeah it's just a lot more of building that trust building a community with your customers so they you just develop a relationship with you it's kind of like we're friends you know what I mean? so I think yeah humanize the brand it's gone away from the we obviously keep like nice graphics and stuff like that, but it's gone away from just those like infographic type of content. Build a relationship, like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do you think that's kind of hard to manage as your brand gets bigger and bigger? Is it kind of hard to be very personable to everyone? Um, it is, I suppose, a little bit. Um, but at the moment, like we're getting in place like um, a really good social strategy at the moment, so. You'll be seeing a lot more of me and my social team. <laughs> Very <faces>. good. <laughs> and so I've forgotten your question. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it hard to be more personable when you're a bigger brand? But as you were saying, yeah. you've, you're going to be coming on yeah, more on your... Involved. Yeah. yeah, putting all yeah, of your faces in front. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, I think it's just about our audience now kind of building a relationship with us. Um, and not just seeing us as 
because you can sometimes when you see a business you can seem like really cold you're like there's no face to that like yeah. you know what I mean so yeah I think people just want a bit more friendly interaction and do is you find hard? it sorry. no sorry Pamela go ahead oh um is it hard to um you know decide who are the faces of the brand like you know because you have your obviously your CEOs and things but then you have your marketing mm-hmm. managers is it kind of how do you have that discussion who's going to go in front of camera um we kind of just work it off um just marketing and, and like social and stuff so yeah um Claire is our you know, new social media guru so um you'll see her you might have seen her pop up last week she did like our outlet store walkthrough um so yeah. it's usually between me and her but well, we have some other plans. I think I'm really going to. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Watch yeah, their yeah. social. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, thanks very much for joining us, Jennifer. Oh, thanks so much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Digital Marketing Scoop. If you haven't subscribed yet, please search the Digital Marketing Scoop at any of your favorite podcast platforms and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram, just search for Click Media and Marketing. That's C-L-I-Q Media and Marketing. And we'd love for you to follow us.